Mr. Jeremy Moore, announced the alien slave as he ushered me into the private chamber of the Blue Rose Tavern. The public bar served as a waiting room and hiring hall for the Venus Asteroid Expedition, while General Commander Pete Rickamer used the back room as an office. I'd heard that the aide now with Rickamer, Stephen Gregg, was a conscienceless killer. My first glimpse of the man was both a relief and a disappointment. Gregg was big, true, but he looked empty, no more dangerous than a suit of ceramic armor waiting for someone to put it on. Blonde and pale, Gregg could have been handsome if his features were more animated. Whereas General Commander Rickamer wasn't pretty, say, the way women enough have found me, but the fire in the man's soul gleamed through every atom of his physical person. Rickamer's glance and quick smile were genuinely friendly, while Gregg's more lingering appraisal was... Maybe Stephen Gregg wasn't as empty as I'd first thought. Thank you, Guillermo, said Rickamer. Has Captain McQuarrie arrived? Not yet, the slave replied. I'll alert you when he does. Guillermo's diction was excellent, though his tongueless mouth clipped the sibilant. He closed the door behind him, shutting out the bustle of the public bar. Guillermo was a chitinous biped with a triangular face and a pink sash of office worn bandolier fashion over one shoulder. I'd never been so close to a malt slave before. There weren't many in the solar system and fewer still on Venus. Their planet of origin was unknown, but their present province was the entire region of space mankind had colonized before the collapse. Malts remained and prospered on worlds from which man had vanished. Now, with man's return to the stars, the aliens' racial memory made them additionally valuable. Molts could operate the pre-collapsed machinery which survived on some outworlds. Well, Mr. Moore, Rickamer said, what are your qualifications for the asteroid expedition? Well, I've not myself been involved in off-planet trade, sir, I said, trying to look earnest and superior. But I'm a gentleman, you see, and thus an asset to any proposal. My father, may he continue well, is Moore of Radicund. Ah, the two spacemen watched me, Rickamer with amusement, Greg with no amusement at all. I didn't understand their coolness. I thought this was the way to build rapport, since Greg was a gentleman also, member of a factorial family, and Rickamer at least claimed the status. Ah, I repeated. Carefully, because the subject could easily become a can of worms, I went on. I've been a member of the household of Councillor Dunneen, chief advisor to the governor of the Free State of Venus. We know who Councillor Dunneen is, Mr. Moore, Rickamer said dryly. We'd probably know of him even if he weren't a major backer of the expedition. The walls of the room were covered to shoulder height and tile work. The color blurred upward from near black at floor level to smoky gray shot with wisps of silver. The ceiling and upper walls were coated with beige sealant that might well date from the tavern's construction. The table behind which Rickamer and Greg sat—they hadn't offered me a chair—was probably part of the tavern furnishings. The communications console in a back corner was brand new. The ceramic chassis marked the console as a Venerian manufacture, since an off-planet unit would have been made of metal or organic resin instead. But its electronics were built from chips, stockpiled on distant worlds where automated factories continued to produce, even after the human colonies perished. Very probably Pete Rickamer himself had brought those chips to Venus on an earlier voyage. Earth, with a population of twenty millions after the collapse, had returned to space earlier than tiny Venus. 
Now that all planets outside the solar system were claimed by the largest pair of ramshackle Terran states, the North American Federation and the Southern Cross, other men traded beyond Pluto only with one hand on their guns. Pete Rickamer and his cohorts had kept both hands on their guns, and they traded very well indeed. Whatever the cover story, Venus and the Federation weren't technically at war. The present expedition wasn't headed for the asteroid belt to bring back metals that Venus had learned to do without during the collapse. I changed tack. I'd prepared for this interview by trading my floridly expensive best suit for clothing of more sober cut and material, though I'd have stayed with the former's purple silk plush and gold lace if the garments had fit my spare frame just a little better. The suit had been a gift from a friend whose husband was much more portly, and there's a limit to what alterations can accomplish.